Here's a message from Ken Lavica. The curious case of Joel Quenville, who right now is the head coach of the top hockey team in the NHL. But what role exactly do the Florida Panthers play in the current bad situation he finds himself in? Jeanette Javier hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. No, no, no. Stick around. Hang out with us. Cool. Yeah, we'll stay and hang around with you. It's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Uh, are we about to have a coaching change here in South Florida with maybe the biggest surprise of the NHL season and a franchise that looks like it finally, 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 after near 20 years, has figured it out? Hope not, but it sort of feels that way. Ken Levick alive on a Thursday on ESPN 106.3, the free ESPN app, and on your smart speaker. And to John Levine, Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, the Phillips Point Towers, right off of the... Kind of cloudy, but of course, super hot and humid, intracoastal, and making her damned debut on this show, and it just feels good. Jeanette Javier, who you hear commercial-free with every, uh, Evan Cohen every day at 5 here on ESPN 106.3. Jeanette, welcome to the party. Hola, happy oh, to be here. This is fantastic. So we'll have some nonsense uh, with, uh, with G here in a little bit, um, but... I unfortunately want to get into something here at the onset a little bit heavy. And we are talking hockey at the onset of the show. I'm a hockey fan. Am I hardcore? No. Am I casual? Sure. I am also someone born and raised in Chicago, a Chicago Blackhawks fan. And the last couple of days have made me feel very ashamed about that organization. I'm someone who gets excited when the Panthers, in fleeting moments, do well and show promise. They're 7-0 right now. If we were eventually going to talk about the on-ice product of the Panthers, and I was seriously considering it, given given the right circumstance, I was really, really looking forward to it. Unfortunately, one of the biggest stories in sports right now Or it would be if it wasn't in hockey and it wasn't the beginning of the hockey season and it wasn't the Florida Panthers would be the saga surrounding Joel Quenville right now, who coached last night, was behind the bench as the Panthers beat the Boston Bruins to improve to 7-0 on the season. Let me refresh your memory in case you missed it or lay out what has occurred over the last 48 hours and in reality over the last 11 years. And I'll do it in a very expedited manner. Kyle Beach. He was John Doe in an extensive 117-page report, an investigation that was released just Tuesday. Kyle Beach is a former NHL player who is now playing over in Germany. He is a former member of the Chicago Blackhawks. Back in May of 2010... He was allegedly, according to him, held against his will at the Chicago apartment of Brad Ulrich, who at that time was a video coordinator for the Blackhawks. 
They had spent some time together. Aldrich had spent a couple of years with the organization. Beach was part of a group of practice players that were helping the Blackhawks through their playoff run, and they would eventually win the Stanley Cup that season. Aldrich, after spending time with Beach on a couple of occasions, invited Beach to an apartment for dinner. After a couple of drinks, they sat down to watch hockey, where Beach claims that Aldrich turned on pornography not once but twice. The second time, leaned over and began to try and fondle Beach. Beach then punched Aldrich in the face. Aldrich then grabbed a miniature bat or a hockey stick. The details are cloudy. And threatened Beach by telling him that he wasn't going anywhere and he was going to lay down and he was going to act like, quote, he liked it. What happened from there was sexual assault. Forced oral sex. Forced touching. And Kyle Beach ran from the apartment after feeling great shame. Now, of course, Brad Aldrich has a different version of events claiming that everything was consensual. The same Brad Aldrich, who, by the way, has since been arrested for fourth-degree sexual misconduct with a teenager. Kyle Beach, just a few days after the incident, went to members of the Blackhawks organization and told them what took place, that it was an unwanted sexual advance. This eventually made its way to the top of the Blackhawks organization, including John McDonough, who was team president at the time. Throughout the course of this investigation, multiple people confirmed that John McDonough told several people within the organization that they couldn't act on it because they didn't want to disrupt team chemistry in the midst of the playoffs. There was a specific meeting on May 23rd where McDonough and Stan Bowman, the general manager, and several higher-ups in the Blackhawks front office, including head coach Joel Quinville, met to discuss how to proceed. It was there that Blackhawks general manager Stan Bowman told these investigators that Quinville said that it's not something they could handle right now. He couldn't handle it because he has to get his team through the playoffs. So this investigation came out. Two days ago, Stan Bowman, the aforementioned the Blackhawks general manager, promptly resigned after it came out. That, a confirmation that a cover-up ensued and that proper actions weren't taken. Now, Brad Aldrich eventually resigned his position as the Blackhawks video coordinator in the offseason. But Aldrich was allowed throughout the rest of the playoffs to be around the team to travel with the team. In fact, hoisting the Stanley Cup on the ice where they won it in Philadelphia. He was at the championship parade. The next season, violating the terms of his resignation, was invited to the ring ceremony at Chicago's United Center. Meanwhile, Kyle Beach watched it all. The man who was assaulted, And never once did anyone get back to him with any action that was taken in his defense. Joel Quenville, by the way, the head coach of the Blackhawks at the time, is now the head coach of the Florida Panthers. He said this summer 
that he first learned of the sexual assault allegation against Brad Aldrich this summer from the media. But that's not what the private investigation put forth. It says that Joel Quenville was in a meeting where it was brought up, and Quenville basically brushed it to the side. And now today, Joel Quenville is going to be meeting with Gary Bettman, the NHL commissioner, to determine who's telling the truth. Did Joel Quenville flat out lie? Did Joel Quenville contribute to a cover-up? Kyle Beach, meanwhile, as the Panthers were warming up yesterday for their game against Boston, he was on TSN in Canada and discussed what it felt like to see Brad Aldrich, the man who allegedly molested him and assaulted him in his apartment back in May of 2010, what it felt like to see him skating with the Stanley Cup and celebrating and still being a part of the organization after he was assaulted by Aldrich. Brad Aldrich remained with the team for weeks. What was that like, watching him on a daily basis interact with the team, seeing him at the, you know, at the parade? getting a Stanley Cup ring later that summer, having a day with the Stanley Cup? To be honest, Rick, I think the only way I can describe it is that I felt sick. I felt sick to my stomach. I reported this, and I was made aware that it made it all the way up the chain of command. Nothing happened. It was like his life was the same as it was the day before. And then when they won, to see him paraded around, lifting the cup at the parade at the team pictures, at the celebrations. It made me feel like nothing. It's pretty emotional stuff right there. Kyle Beach, whose identity had not been revealed until yesterday, revealing who he was, who John Doe was. Now, Joel Quenville met with the media yesterday, too. This is the extent of what he had to say about the investigation and what's next for Quenville. Joel, without getting into detail, do you still stand by the statement that you put out earlier this summer regarding what happened in front of I do, but I can't comment. I comment on it. That's it. That's the extent of it. Joel Quenville. I can't, I, I can't comment on it. Now, Joel Quenville, despite all of this swirling around, and despite the fact that he may have lied in the offseason about how much he knew about Kyle Beach, and... When he knew about Kyle Beach, he coached last night. He coached the Panthers last night. The Panthers have allowed themselves to be part of this big maelstrom now. And I'm just wondering if Joel Quenville probably should have stayed away last night. He's a distraction. This is a distraction. He clearly, potentially, covered up a sex crime. Should Joel Quenville have coached the Panthers last night in advance of meeting with the commissioner today? Should Joel Quenville have coached the Panthers last night with all of this controversy swirling around? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. And furthermore, if Joel Quenville lied about what he knew and when he knew it, even though this was 11 years ago, should the Panthers fire him? Should he lose his job? 
Yes, it's hockey, but this is a story that spans well outside of hockey and into the realm of human decency. Joel Quinville, the head coach of the best team in the NHL right now, the Panthers finally on the map, and he coached last night just moments after an alleged sexual assault victim took to national television in Canada and said that, one, he, he came out and said, I'm the man who was assaulted by a Blackhawks coach when Joel Quenville was the head coach, and Joel Quenville knew about it, did nothing about it, and then lied about it this past summer. Should Joel Quenville have coached the Panthers last night, and should Joel Quenville lose his job? He should not have coached last night, and if he goes with Bettman today and says, all right, well, actually, this is what happened, because Joel Quenville told investigators that he was in the meeting, but Kyle Beach's name was never mentioned, the incident was never mentioned, but every other member of that meeting with the Blackhawks front office in 2010, there were details that they were able to tell investigators. Everyone except Joel Quenville. Should Joel Quenville lose his job, and should he have coached last night? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, and tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. We'll return after this. We'll take your calls, and we will continue to discuss Joel Quinville. Again, the Panthers are something, finally, for the first time in such a long time. And I think Joel Quinville's in a lot of trouble, and I don't think the timing matters. 11 years ago, doesn't matter. If he's been lying for that a long, a long amount of time, it's probably time to say farewell. Jeanette Javier hanging out with us on this Thursday. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Levick. It is a lot to unpack, but this is significant. If you don't think this is the biggest story in sports, like, I'm sorry. But the, the, there is a professional franchise, sports franchise, here in South Florida that is on the verge of potentially having to, to fire its head coach or at least consider it based on how today goes. Joel Quenville is potentially in a ton of trouble. The Florida Panthers find themselves in the middle of not only a controversy, but as ugly a controversy as you're going to find. It's Ken Levick Alive, Jeanette Javier hanging out with us until 1 o'clock here on ESPN 106.3. And Ken Levick Alive is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. 22 years of doing it. They've never been better. They are 19 in the world. That's their ranking according to sport business. They are elite level, not just in Florida, not just in the U.S., but in the world. This is your path to sports. This is your red carpet to the sports industry. This is how you get in the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. The professors are in the sports industry. So you're learning firsthand knowledge. You're learning about a sports industry from a modern standpoint. You're not learning something that may have been relevant and uh, an approach 15, 20 years ago. Uh Uh-uh. Something that right now is integral 
to being a part of the sports industry, whether it is in a front office, whether it is in an on-field manner, whether it is as an agent, whether it is uh, a local sporting organization, they do it all at the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. That's fau.edu slash MBA Sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. And uh, one of those who ended up getting their MBA in sport management at Florida Atlantic is Hannah Vernetti, who's just been named the assistant director of events at USF. One of a ton of people that have gotten their degree from the FAU MBA sport management program and turned it into something, a dream job. It's the FAU MBA sport management program, fau.edu slash MBA sport. So here's the bottom line. Now that we set the table for this, Joel Quenville is going to New York today to talk to the NHL commissioner, Gary Bettman. It is alleged by the victim of the alleged sexual assault all the way back in 2010 by the Blackhawks video coordinator, Kyle Beach. The victim says that there's no way Joel Quenville didn't know the particulars about what Beach alleged all the way back in May of 2010 and that nothing was done. Absolutely nothing was done. After the season, the Blackhawks asked for Aldridge's resignation But this is after Aldrich, after the allegation was made, was allowed to continue his duties, travel with the team, make contact with Beach, and hoist the Stanley Cup. And then the next season, get invited back for the ring ceremony. That's quite a claim, right? That Joel Quinville, one of the greatest coaches in the history of the NHL, is lying. An investigation came out where four members of a five-person meeting claimed that they thoroughly discussed what to do during the Blackhawks postseason run in 2010 about Kyle Beach, the allegations against the video coordinator, Brad Aldrich. Four of them say, yeah, we went into detail. While Joel Quinville says, yeah, no names were mentioned. The particulars weren't mentioned. So we just went on with the playoff run. And then Joel Quinville saying this summer, ah, yeah, the, the allegations against Brad Aldrich, actually, from you, the reporter, this is the first time I'm hearing about it. And then the investigation results come out, and it leads to the Blackhawks general manager, Stan Bowman, resigning on Tuesday. And the rest of the executives of that 2010 team now out the door in Chicago. So that's severe stuff. And this is why Joel Quenville is going to meet with the commissioner today. Usually when an NHL player is suspended and set up for a meeting with the commissioner, because that's how the NHL works, they don't play. Joe Quenville coached last night. How does that make the Panthers look? That Joe Quenville being accused of covering up and lying about his knowledge of, let's call it what it is, a sexual assault. Is it alleged? Yes. Is it a sexual assault? Uh Uh-huh. He coached last night. Should he have coached last night? And do you think he's going to lose his job? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. And you can tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. I mean, Jeanette, it's it's dicey. And I know that there are going to be a lot of people, and I've seen it on social media, that say, well, this happened 11 years ago. I mean, there's sort of a statute of limitations on this, right? Like, why does it matter now? I saw Kyle Beach on TV yesterday. He looked strong. He looked like he's coming back. He said he's getting mental help through all of this. He has a support system. Joel Quenville, he's with a completely different organization now. What do you say to those people? Um, 
I personally believe he shouldn't have coached last night in the middle of all of these allegations in this conversation. It's a huge topic. Um, to those who are saying, oh, Kyle Beach looks healthy. He mental capacity. I speak openly as a victim. 11 years for somebody to recover from the mental issues that come from an assault is that beach is very strong and you should be very proud of himself. Even 11 years, the memory's still with you the way you felt the way it's occurred. It's still with you even after 11 years. Think about it. No one knew his identity up until yesterday. So you're losing part of yourself and because you're so scared. 11 years and you just came out and now you have to relive all of it. Mm -hmm. You have to relive all the emotions. You're triggered. Also, 11 years this was behind. Can you imagine the other lies that he could have gotten away with? He was... There was a case out against him. Mm -hmm. People probably, if he did something against other people, which is what I'm scared of, they probably looked at John Doe and said, well, this guy couldn't get away with it. Why would I speak up? They were probably terrified to speak up against him if and so he genuinely lied about other things for 11 years. So the case with Joel Quinville now. So he was was the man in charge of the on-ice product in 2010. And the Blackhawks organization, and he's not the boss of bosses, but the Blackhawks organization made the decision that they were fine having Aldridge around. Joe Quenville, he does claim, and I don't know how to prove otherwise, though you look at the four other accounts of people in that meeting that talk to investigators, they say, yeah, Kyle Beach was brought up, Brad Aldridge was brought up, the situation was brought up. The question was asked, what do we do now? And Joel Quenville uh, shook his head and said, we just don't need a distraction like this for the playoffs. But Joel Quenville says no particulars were brought up. There's no true way. There's no recordings. There's no 100% way to corroborate any of this. Do you, because I know I don't buy it, do you buy that Joel Quenville heard about this for the first time this summer? No, of course not. He's He's gotten away with it for 11 years. Why would he all of a sudden say, oh, yeah, I've heard about it. You've been essentially scaping by, holding a trophy of this huge allegation. Why in the world would you admit after 11 years that, oh yeah, I heard about this? Should should Joel Quinville, though, be responsible for the the, the, the video coordinator? Should, have, should that have been his role to speak out against it, to make a decision against the video coordinator? Or should he have just put it on higher-ups in the organization. Like, did, did Joel Quinville do wrong here, do you think? Yeah, he knew. He knew about a case. So you think he should have been a leader and stepped up? Absolutely. You are a figure. This would have been your opportunity. He's trying to save face, so it seems like. And this is your opportunity to step up, prove yourself as a leader, and defend what's right. And you failed miserably. And you know what? I think we're on the same page with this because Joel Quinville has been in the league for an awful long time. Joel Quenville is the face of that organization should absolutely have said something over the last two years when this started to come to light that, yeah, this was unfortunate, we didn't take the right actions, and we did poorly by the victim. This has been out there for two years now. 
Just now are we getting the findings of the investigation. The Blackhawks have lost an entire front office over this. An entire front office over this. Isn't that suspect too? Yeah, I mean, that, that for them, they know that their jobs aren't tenable because they oversaw an organization that didn't do anything 100% when these allegations were brought to light. They didn't do their proper due diligence, they didn't act in a timely manner, and they did wrong by a sexual assault victim. But now you fast forward to 2021, and you have Panthers coach Joel Quinville, who coached his team last night and is meeting with Gary Bettman today. And I don't know what's going to necessarily come of this meeting, but this is just me and my world, okay? When you're the head coach of a high-profile organization, any organization, and this happens under your watch and from a macro level, a member of your coaching staff who had a direct line to you does something allegedly as disgusting as Brad Aldrich did against one of your practice players, you have a responsibility to man up and deal with it. And Joel Quenville didn't deal with it. If Joel Quenville came out earlier this week or told investigators, yeah, I knew about it and I didn't know how to proceed or I proceeded poorly and I did wrong by the victim, that's one thing. I can at least have a modicum of respect for that and say, you know what, he realized that was not the right way to go about it. It's a difficult situation. But then he said this summer that this was the first he was hearing of it. Yesterday, he doubled down on it to the media. And then after the game, the Panthers trotted out the GM Bill Zito and no Joel Quenville. So now, Joel Quenville is hiding. This was the extent yesterday of the Panthers' post-game press conference after a win with their GM Bill Zito. In light of this afternoon's news, we felt it appropriate that I address you all. Joel will be meeting with Commissioner Gary Bettman tomorrow, and he has no comments prior to that meeting. So there that is. That was the extent of it. Joel Quenville, for an alleged sexual assault that happened 11 years ago, where he was the head coach of the Blackhawks, should he have coached last night and should he be fired? This is a South Florida team in turmoil because their head coach is connected to the ugliest incident we have seen in a professional sport in at least the last year. Should Joel Quenville lose his job? Should Joel Quenville, Jeanette, in your mind, ever coach again for the Florida Panthers? It's still an allegation. So I think as of last night, he shouldn't have because it's very fresh. Do you think he should keep his job, though, ultimately? Uh, my heart and head are two different places. Yeah. <laughs> We're in agreement that he should, he should not have coached last no, night. No, he should not have coached last night. Not with all of this no, swirling around. But I think it's still too soon to strip him away from his job. I think until the conversations happen, until more details and actual information start to come out, then we can make there's a, a stronger decision. But he shouldn't be coaching in the next one to two weeks. Well, this is where Quinville put himself in a bad spot because it's it definitely seems like he's not being forthcoming and truthful. And if he did lie, in any way if he did lie, he should lose his job. If in any way he did lie, he made his own bed and he should lose his job. Agreed. Two o'clock today is going to be a massive Massive thing for South Florida sports because the Panthers have waited a long time to try and get a foothold. They're about there, and now this is happening. But he sure as hell shouldn't have coached last night.
Should Joel Quenville, a coach last night, should he lose his job? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. And you can tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. She's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levicka. We're live on ESPN 106.3. Ugly, ugly, ugly stuff. Man. And the Panthers have been super fun, but I don't know how today's going to go. And I know, oh, Ken, why are you talking hockey? Because this is, if you ignore this, and I feel like if I ignore what's happening right now with Joel Quenville and the sexual assault with an organization that I, I have a lot of passion for, the Chicago Blackhawks, I am doing not only you listeners a disservice because this should be the biggest story in sports and it's not because of the nature of the sport and the team in that sport, but I'm doing myself a disservice as well. And I need to talk through it because it's complicated, but also in the same vein, there's a simplicity to it that makes me angry about how Joel Quenville has potentially handled all of this. Doing the right thing most of the time, even though it seems like it, Doing the right thing's not damned hard. It's not. And Joel Quenville, I just have a really bad feeling, is about to step in it because he couldn't do the right thing, which would have been a lot easier than flying to New York today to meet with Gary Bettman. That's just me. You feel what about the Panthers right now? Josh Friedman says, I feel soon to be coachless. Kind of have a feeling it might go that way. Unless he can somehow explain himself. And convince the commissioner that he heard something differently back in 2010 than every other person in the room in the meeting in question about Kyle Beach's allegation of a sexual assault against Brad Aldrich heard. Colin Mazanuski says he feels awkward about the Panthers right now. This is definitely awkward because they're 7-0. They're lighting the NHL on fire. They're far and away the best team in the league. And you have this black cloud just hanging over it. Isn't that the way of that organization, though? Just can never get a break. But you know what? Joel Quenville, in my mind, brought all of this upon himself. And I have a weird feeling that the Florida Panthers will have an interim coach by the weekend. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. Jeanette Javier making sure things run smoothly and hanging out. She'll be back tomorrow as well uh, to end the week. So that's fun. And I guarantee you we're going to light, lighten things up because we're going to go full Oprah. And I'm giving you a chance to win things. And what did you do before the break? You, you, uh, you gave me a happy, happy, happy. Happy, happy, happy. Yeah. Let's just get happy now. <laughs> I don't want everything to be down in the dumps today being super happy. So in just a moment. Uh, <laughs> it was a very aggressive happy. It was very happy. It actually didn't seem happy at all. It seemed like <laughs> angrappy if there's a thing, such I was a thing. trying to convince myself, you know, happy, this is happy voice. <laughs> you actually sound like a Muppet. Oh, but like that old with those old men yeah. that was sitting like the you know what I, the I just love yeah, yeah, the Muppets. Like you know the Muppets, or are you too young to really fully appreciate I the know, Muppets? I know I know what who they I just don't know them by name. <laughs> like I know there's the 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 two older ones yeah. with the white hair uh, who laugh and Stadler. Who laugh mm-hmm. and make fun of everybody. Yeah, and talk. the guy in the trash can, that's who probably that, I saw. Well, that's like. Oscar the Grouch. He's on Sesame Street. So, He's not necessarily a Muppet. Oh, never mind There's then. a difference. Okay. I don't like, know. Kermit that the well. Frog is a Muppet. Miss Piggy's yes. a Muppet. Okay. And what about uh, Gonzo, the blue Gonzo guy? Gonzo is a Muppet. Bunsen oh. and Beaker are a Muppet. Oh, I thought... Oh, oh I Big thought Bird is Sesame, Sesame Street. No. 
Oh, the beep, 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 beep. Yeah, yeah, that, 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 is, that is Beaker. Yes, that was, do that again. Beep, 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 beep. All right, I'm trying to decide if that's Beaker or R2-D2. Both? Uh, we'll, have, <laughs> we'll have Jeanette do a wide variety of sound effects tomorrow uh, here on Ken Levick Alive. I want to make sure that I tell you, though, before this gets too off the rails, about Stormhouse Brewing in North Palm Beach. Stormhouse Brewing, yeah, they are all Halloween decked out this weekend. Stormhouse Brewing is the only craft brewery in the area. With a food menu. I don't know why it's so hard to find craft breweries that actually serve food. It makes no sense. Because I've spent basically my entire adult life going to craft breweries but having to dial up an Uber Eats or pick something up beforehand to get food. Because you need to eat while you're drinking beer or else you get a little headachey. At least I do. Want to know why? Because I'm weak. But I need food in the old tum-tum. And at Stormhouse Brewing, they've got it taken care of with their gastropub menu. Stormhouse Brewing, North Palm Beach. It's revolutionary if you think about it. And it's huge. And it's got awesome indoor and outdoor seating. And it has TVs where you can see from everywhere. And they've got all the sports on that you could possibly want. We're talking NFL. We're talking college football. We're talking English Premier League. Uh, we're talking the World Series. It's all there at Stormhouse Brewing. Check out all their events. They have a ton going on. Stormhousebrewing.com. Stormhousebrewing.com. Or why don't you just mosey on over there, US 1, Crystal Cove Commons, uh, a half mile south of PGA Boulevard, and grab yourself one of their delicious craft beers. By the way, Jeanette, the, the master brewer at Stormhouse Brewing trained in Germany. If you're going to have a master Ooh. brewer, like that should be a prerequisite, right? Training in Germany. Just in case you didn't sell me enough. Yeah, Let's go. Absolutely. Let's go. Stormhouse Brewing. Stormhousebrewing.com again in North Palm Beach. All right, time for Weekend Warriors. We're playing running backs. Running backs this week. Weekend Warriors, here is the quick rundown of the game in case you don't know it yet. And again, it is the fantasy game that is sweeping Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. I am going to give you the names of the five highest projected scoring running backs for this week in the NFL. What you are going to do is you are going to call 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, and you're going to line it up, okay? And we are going to have you select your running back for the week. As soon as a running back is selected, he's off the board. And you've got to pick somebody else if you are planning on taking said player. We will take four players this week of Weekend Warriors, brought to you by Bud Light and Braun Distributing. And Jeanette will take a running back as well. Want to know why? Because not everybody can win every week. you got to fight for it. you got to earn it. If Jeanette wins this $100 gift card to O'Shea's Irish Pub, rolls over to next week. So let's get in. We need four contestants because Jeanette's our fifth for Bud Light Brown Distributing Weekend Warriors Running Back Edition playing for a $100 gift card to O'Shea's Irish Pub. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. While Jeanette's getting everybody lined up, I'm going to go ahead and tell you about Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. 
Military Trail in West Palm, half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport. You can't miss it. It is huge. And it's the big Kia sign in front. And at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, this is a great time to go. Get yourself an automobile. We are right before the holidays. Uh, you want to make sure that you're able to get something reliable because, hey, this is really where you're traveling to uh, places with family or for family. We got Thanksgiving coming up. We have the holidays coming up. Uh, and so you need a car that you trust. And that's where Greenway Kia West Palm Beach is going to take care of you. Oh, but money's tight. It doesn't matter. Oh, but my credit's bad. It doesn't matter. They have a bank rep on site. They have a credit clinic on site. Uh, George, my friend over there at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, he told me a story one time that they literally called 70 different creditors at one point to try and find financing for someone who needed a car, desperately needed a car, but they were so worried about their monthly payments and they were able to make it happen. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach doesn't care if your credit is terrible. And I keep telling you this because I want you to understand that it should not be some badge of, uh, of, of lack of ability to handle yourself and live. Bad credit is easy to have. I've had bad credit for an awful long time. Spent most of my adult life with a terrible credit score. Don't let that deter you from getting something that you need. It is a necessity here in South Florida. That's a dependable, good Kia automobile. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, they're going to take care of you. GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com, half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport on Military Trail. When we come back, we pick our running backs. It's Brown Distributing, Bud Light, Weekend Warriors, Running Back Edition. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Jeanette Javier hanging out. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levicka Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Levicka. Jeanette, one more time if you could. Could you, could you tell me how we're feeling right now? Happy, happy! <laughs> and hungry. Oh, there's a hungry. <laughs> hungry. Oh, no. That didn't sound very happy. Ken Levick alive. Jeanette Javier uh, here with me through the rest of the week here on ESPN 106.3. Uh, just a second, Weekend Warriors brought to you by Bud Light and Brown Distributing. I'll give you your running backs. We'll take our contestants and we'll try and find a winner. But it's not a guarantee because you need to earn it, damn it. EDS Air Conditioning, EDS is ES, EDS Air Conditioning trying to work around you and your schedule if your AC uh, absolutely craps out, and it always it always takes a nosedive at the most inopportune times. Hey, we're having company over, awesome, air conditioning's out. Oh, the relatives are coming to stay for a couple of days, air conditioning goes out. Oh man, we spent the last couple of months in New York, it's good to be back here in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast, so good to be back by... Oh, God, the air conditioning doesn't work. Folks, just because we're getting into November doesn't mean that you don't need the AC in November and in December and in January and in February. There's no winter. Don't let the basic women with their boots when it's 72 degrees tell you otherwise. EDS air conditioning. EDS is yes. Don't give me that look, Jeanette. I no, know no, you're one of no, them. No. Let me walk into anywhere with my pumpkin spice latte. I do not care. EDSairconditioning.com because EDS is yes. They're a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. They use the best equipment. They handle your plumbing needs as well. They are so versatile and they've been doing it since 2006 and they're family owned and operated and basically you just want to do business with them because you need air conditioning you need it to be dependable you need it to work and you need an ac company that wants to work around you and that's eds air conditioning eds is yes go to edsairconditioning.com 
All right. Weekend Warriors running back edition, top five projected running backs this week in the NFL, and it's brought to you by Bud Light and Brown Distributing. We are playing for a $100 gift card to O'Shea's Irish Pub. $100 can buy you an awful lot at O'Shea's Irish Pub, and they love when you come in and you buy some things with that $100 gift card, okay? Just trust me. Here are your running backs. Derek Henry. Shocking, I know. Tennessee Titans, they're at Indy. Daryl Henderson of the Rams. L.A. is at Houston. Alvin Kamara, Saints. Home against Jeanette's Tampa Bay Bucks. Dalvin Cook, Vikings. Home against Dallas. Jonathan Taylor, Colts, hosting the Titans. So here we go. We've got our contestants lined up. Henry, Henderson, Kamara, Cook, and Taylor. And let's kick things off. With Mark in West Palm. Mark, you're on Weekend Warriors. Mark, do you want Henry, Henderson, Kamara, Cook, or Taylor? Yeah, could be a tough week, but you got to go with the beast, Derek Henry. That's right. I, I was wondering if Mark was going to try and overthink it, but he went with his gut and he went with the common sense as well. Well done, Mark. And by the way, Derek Henry's projected point total is like out of this stratosphere. So Mark made the right pick. Daryl Henderson, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Jonathan Taylor. That is what's left. Let's go to Boca, and that's where we find Matt. Matt, you're on Ken Levick Alive. Henderson, Kamara, hey. Cook, Taylor. How you doing? I'm doing shoes, Alvin Kamara. All right. He is home against Tampa Bay. Matt, appreciate you. Thanks for playing Weekend Warriors. How fun is this, Jeanette? Doesn't it feel good? It's lit, fam. <laughs> yes. Henderson, Cook, Taylor. Leo in Riviera Beach. Leo, is it Daryl Henderson? Is it Dalvin Cook? Is it Jonathan Taylor? Stormhouse Brewing is the best. Thanks yeah. for taking my call, and I'm going Jonathan Taylor. My man, a little plug for Stormhouse, a little Jonathan Taylor. Leo, you're a radio veteran, and I appreciate you. And our final contestant, and then Jeanette, will get what's left. Story of my dating life, by the way. Sean in West Palm. Sean, Daryl Henderson, or Dalvin Cook? Which one of the two are you going to select? Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook is going to Sean. That means that Jeanette... Daryl Henderson, Rams against the woeful Texans, he is yours. Okay. Whoever has the running back with the most fantasy points when we tabulate everything on Tuesday will get the $100 gift card to O'Shea's Irish Pub, courtesy of Braun Distributing and Bud Light. If Jeanette wins, it carries over. But she still might visit O'Shea's Irish Pub anyways. You never know with Jeanette. Uh, no, for sure, absolutely. It's a, re- <laughs> it's a regular on the list. <laughs> <laughs> just just check it off the list. It's okay. I'll see you there. Probably drop money there I'm going to the say, you might see Jeanette there. What's up? <laughs> hey, I'm here. All right, tomorrow we'll do it again. Jeanette will be back. We'll have some fun. I'll try not to uh, whine and complain about Tua too much, but we're going to talk Dolphins, and I'm going to need a shoulder to cry on. So please, Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast, be my Florida shoulder. It won't be mine. <laughs> well, we are like seven feet apart. Yeah, no, thank you. Maybe during breaks I can cry on your shoulder. Absolutely not. I will run. <laughs> I, I will run. Well, good. <laughs> Again, story of my dating life. For Janetta <laughs> Javier, I'm Ken Levick, and we've been live on ESPN 106.3. Bye-bye.